Welcome to a State of Being podcast. I'm Jenna Guihin, your host. I'd love to invite you in to this portal that I've curated for you to discern and digest with what it means to be in your state of being. As I discover pathways of genius and gems with wild, wonderful visionaries. May this podcast be your revolving door to transmissions and experiences that propel you forward to a life that you've always imagined. Hello, Jules. It is so good to have you on the party right now. Hello. Thanks for having me. Mm, Jules and I have uh, crossed paths about a year ago when I did a, a reading for her. And we've literally just sacral energy buddies. We've just had an absolute ball just talking about all the things that light us up. And yeah, our conversations are generally full of big smiles, positive energy, and just loads of joy, to be completely honest. How are you going today? <laughs> um, I am feeling, on that note, I'm feeling really joyful and quite grounded so I'm really excited about this conversation oh that's so good I'm I'm so happy to have you on here so Jules I ask everyone when they pop on this podcast when I speak about being in a state of being how would you define that for yourself for me it's like I often describe it this way to my clients it's like presence right to the edges you know mm. like just deep juicy like licking the juice of life presence and mm. I, I feel like when I say that people will hopefully feel their experience of that um if if they've ever experienced it but it feels very um powerful in presence Oh, I love that. It, uh, you know what? That is the sacral energy in itself, right? Just being so divinely present and watching and feeling whatever will unfold will unfold, right? Mm, yes. For context, let's chat about what you're currently working on and what stage of life you're in. Like, give it to me. Mm. Love it. So you and I have been speaking about this this week. There's a lot of spaciousness that mm. I have craved, to be honest, for a long time. So my business looks a little different right now than it has ever done. And um, for context, this time last year, I was my business. I'm a worthiness coach. Yeah. I call myself. I activate in big hearted humans, usually women. I feel really pulled, have felt really pulled always to work with women. And so I activate worthiness and wealth abundance and wild in women that is what I say that I do and the staple kind of mainstay heart of my business is a group coaching program called wildly worthy because worthiness is something that I have been asked to meet in my life over and over and over again and very very deeply in the last five years and so I feel very called to help cultivate and activate worthiness in other women, particularly other women who are in their own heart work or businesses. Yes. Um, so last year, my, uh, and I'm saying this in, in the context of um, life right now, which is, um, you know, pandemic life. Yes. Last year, my business looked like uh, 
Wildly Worthy, and that group coaching program has two groups of five in it. It's a very, very small group coaching, lush experience. Love that. So Wildly Worthy and then one-on-one coaching with quite a number of um, beautiful humans and also really lush, earthy, in-person events. I am a meditation teacher kind of background. Um, So that's what was happening about a year ago. This year it's been stripped right back because I had to stop when I was craving spaciousness and ask myself, what is a hell yes here in my business and what is not? There was a crumbling. (laughs) That was quite gnarly, that crumbling. But um, the thing that stayed was wildly worthy. And so right now it looks like two coaching clients one-on-one and my whole energy into wildly worthy and my own creative projects like my podcast and a few other things. I love that. Tell me about some of the creative ramblings from your cycle. Like what creative pieces are you working on or what, what are you desiring to work on? Like what makes your cycle like vibrate and joy on the, on the creative front? So something that is uh, causing me frustration, which is, <laughs> as you know, a generator thing when yeah. we're not in a design. Um, is the fact that where my energy, part of where my energy wants to go right now is in-person events, like really earthy connection experiences. So that feels like somewhere my energy wants to go and can't right now. Yeah. Um, But some of the other creative things that are lighting me up are my podcast, which we just recorded. We've spoken to each other twice this week. It's been fantastic. (laughs) So lush. Um, my podcast that feels like it lights me up I sometimes I get a podcast recording on it on a day in my work week and I'm like oh I get to do this it's my job it really it feels like one of those pinch me moments like what I get to talk to amazing brilliant women about like Mm -hmm. busting through paradigms and you know leaving the old way at the door to create the new um, so my podcast feels like that and I'm also writing I'm doing a lot of writing it's oh. I think I've not talked about this publicly at all it is definitely a book yes um, I love yes. your sweet secret sacral desires yes, yes. <laughs> really right now. but um yeah it's a it's a book and it's feeling I am following my sacral on this I'm writing what I want to write what I feel like when I write I sit down and I'm like what moves me to write about what do I feel passionate to write about what angers me in the world what I just go I go there and I write and that it feels really beautiful and organic and um it's uh it's just so fulfilling and satisfying Mm. I I love these little secrets. They're fantastic. Uh, that's exciting, Jules. And she's also a bit of a f- fashion faux pas as well. Got always good with the aesthetics. Jules makes my eyes pop when she's always got a fashion outfit on or just Jules's whole uh, grounded, earthy colours are just bloody lush. I want to ask you a question about your body. There almost probably be a lot of questions in body. When did you start trusting your body? Or were there any particular anchoring moments that you remember feeling like you ignored it and it sent you on a trajectory or you you honored it and it sent you on a trajectory you can have both but do you have anything 
in particular? Mm. Mm-hmm. Definitely the pivotal moment in my life, hands down, with just just the pivotal moment in my life, and it was related to that, was um, the birth of my son, Lenny. He's five now. Um, mm-hmm. He was a breech baby. Wow. Quite a, and I feel quite... Um, I, I, you know, I'm always careful of the words that I use because of, you know, words are spells, but I, it was quite a traumatic birth. I did have a couple of blood transfusions. I lost a lot of blood. There was lots of complications because he was breached. And so I, after that birth, the disconnection I felt to that part of my body and Mm -hmm. the um, disappointment I felt in it because I internalized everything as my fault which by the way side note it was completely a medical thing they left placenta in and my body was just trying to expel it anyway (laughs) no we're here for this we're here for trusting and knowing and you most probably in your body felt no there's something still not right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so there was I internalized that because of my conditioning, I internalized that as my fault. And that, you know, in the medical system, there there is often moments where they're kind of saying, this is your choice. And then complications happen. And, and I internalized that and it wasn't my yeah. fault, but it, it began this disconnection with my sacral that really sent me into, although it wasn't diagnosed postnatal depression. So it was a real, it was the biggest rock bottom I am completely cracked open here. And it was because I had lost connection and trust and faith in my body and in particular in that area of my body. Mm. And so I got cracked open. It was really gnarly. It was probably the darkest night of the soul, if you want to call it that, that I've ever experienced. And I remember being within it about two weeks into just constant crying on the floor. Jed would come home every day and be like, I don't know how to help you and I was I didn't know how to help myself but I remember after two weeks being like I don't want to feel like this anymore and I'm going to do something about this Mm. um and so that began the reconnection with my body the reconnection with my sacral the reconnection with my femininity the reconnection with myself as a mother because I had been telling myself that I was a bad mom and I wasn't fit to raise this beautiful baby Mm. and that wasn't true And it was terribly painful to have that narrative playing out and to have that impact in my relationship with my body. So, um, yeah, basically from that point onwards, the reconnection with my body, the self-acceptance and then self-love and then self-obsession that I now get to enjoy kind of was kicked off by that moment. Did you have what... what out of out of interest what were kind of the physical tools or what did you use to to bring your sacral alive or what were like can you name a couple because I know Mm. so many women and even for myself obviously I I had a home birth and there's still that disconnection of Mm. I birthed a baby and now this space is also a space of sex passion Mm -hmm. activity Mm. creativity it does all the things so when that is switched off and disconnected Mm. it it, it's it's only natural to fall into a flat flat spin mm-hmm. of a dark of a dark the dark night of the soul right mm-hmm. and for me what it feels like when I'm disconnected is like I'm literally a shell of myself I'm not I'm not in a state of being like it's the opposite so this is this is the moment so I I had this you know rock bottom moment where 
yeah, I just, there was, there was no, there was no uh, light that could be seen in my world, metaphorically speaking. Which is and crazy then, to even hear, because you're most probably one of the most joyful, passionate, yeah, big yeah. energy and human I, beings I know. Oh, I love, I love being alive. And I have so much excitement about life that, yeah, it, it, right now it's unfathomable, but I remember it and obviously my body remembers it even now as I'm talking but I had this moment in bed with my husband and, and my husband is quite yeah we definitely have a soul contract in this lifetime my husband and I um he I was in bed and I said I don't want to cry anymore and he you know those people that are just very spiritual without even trying oh, yeah God. yes most men sometimes they're just like I'm just going to hold you and you're yes. just going to dispel lineage lines of grief. <laughs> yes. yes, he just is the most like effortless, like, you know, I mean, sometimes he isn't, but sometimes I'm just so in awe of his kind of spiritual mm. state of being. But anyway, he, I said, I don't want to cry anymore. And I'm sick of crying. I don't want to feel like this anymore. And I knew that and I was trying to kind of talk that out. And he said, <laughs> this is one of the greatest moments of my life he turned around and he said you know what to do and he just left the room and I at the time Jenna I was pissed because I was yeah. like can you not say I'm at rock bottom like I'm asking you to tell me what to do I've got nothing else left mm. tell me what to do but he was like not allowing me to give my power away in that moment he oh. was like having none of it he was having none of it he's like you know what to do and I sat there seething like such oh. anger I was like I've got must. goosebumps and I'm like angry but also like but you do know what to do <laughs> yeah yeah and it turns out that I did know what to do so I sat there in bed for in that moment and he left and he knows such a divine being he knew that I needed to be left alone with that mm. and I got a notepad and a pen out and I wrote a list of everything that I thought would help mm. and it was you know all sorts of things it was like like literally go and call lifeline or go and get find a psychologist or someone aligned in the way that like really has trauma mm. experience it was things like meditation. It was like tiny little practices, like, you know, self-touch practices that I'd done before. It was, yes. it was tiny things up to like the big, like get some actual help Julia things. Mm -hmm. And I just started working through the list. And, and the biggest one for me was the meditation. The re that was my portal to the reconnection into my body because as soon as I started meditating I started hearing the voice that was the opposite of you're a shit mum it was like mm. I am here you are wonderful mm. remember you know yes those statements just flipping the script right mm. Mm. wow I actually wow this is what I love about podcasts it's like I feel like we're on a phone call that everyone gets to well the, the party gets to hear it I just yeah and I, you know what I, I always think Jules it's like the sacral is so fucking simple and we just overcomplicate it so much by you just taking out that list and going okay I'm just going to sit with myself and I'm just going to go boom 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 meditation you know because each of those things unravel and unfold 
deeper desires of what feels good and what doesn't feel good and some people are just too scared to even explore themselves mm -hmm. this is why i see so many people living a life that is again like sad because they're just not willing to to take the first step of i'm just going to fucking get the list out and have a husband mm -hmm. that goes you'll know what to do Oh, I was so mad in that moment, but like, obviously it was one of the greatest things he'd ever oh, said to me. Like righteously mad. So we, we're going to drop, drop in on the generator, generator energy, being a full fireball generator. Tell me what has dropped so deeply into your body, the wisdom from knowing that you're a generator and you work with your sacral, like what first comes to mind for you? Um, I remember there were, I, I think two or three moments from our reading that I was just like oof like it just felt like a real like hit mm. my whole body of like yes that makes so much sense one of them was that I am the great life experimenter like yes, you are when you said that I I just it gave me so much permission because I what I have seen since that moment since that moment I wrote the list is that I don't want necessarily what everybody else has got and 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 the sadness that I was experiencing was definitely not it so I have had so many moments since our reading where I'm like I'm like oh yeah I I have permission to be the experiment and I often this happens in my coaching I often have clients say or people around me say oh Julia like you're living in a dream world right and I, I am that I'm a Libra so I'm so into a, some beautiful things and like and I am a dreamer and so people you know I often have members of my family say to me like Julia that's just not reality mm. and my my like knowing is but what if it what like but what yeah. if it is like that for me is the great experiment like your fear voice is telling you that this is going to be awful that you're you're not safe there blah, blah. but what if it isn't like, what if we can move from a place where everything you vision and imagine is possible? Like, what if you move from that place and then what happens? I guarantee you at the base level, it's going to be better than moving from this is going to be awful, you know? I love that. I feel like you do, you're doing what you did to me, what I did to you in the, your podcast where you're answering the questions in the question that I have next. <laughs> Because it's like when you feel a desire, a desire, like like you said, that where your family is just like, oh my goodness, you're on a wild goose chase. I'm a Pisces, by the way, so I understand that as well. When you feel a desire drop so deeply into the sacral in your body, how do you marry it or drop the logic and fear so that you can move into doing the thing? Do you have do you, do you have any an answer for that? Yeah, I the dance that I do with my fear voice and I teach yeah. this in Wildly Worthy is never to diss or um, kind of look upon that fear voice as some kind of mean girl that I need to divorce. It is part of me. When, when I hear this kind of spiritual narrative that goes on out there in the world of like, break up with your mean girl, divorce your oh. inner like it's, 
it, yeah, it upsets me because I'm like, that is part of you. And more than that, it's an important part of you. That is the voice that tells you not to jump off tall buildings or cross the road without looking. Like, yeah. you know, it actually has a function and, and in itself actually does a great job with what its function is, which is to keep your body safe. Yes. The danger is The danger is when we're hearing it when we are safe mm. and we're not in physical danger. And, and let that inform, for example, the way we're showing up online. So mm. the thing that I do is to love that part of me and be like, thank you for your input. I'm not going to turn away from you like dismissively. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to turn towards you and see what you're saying. I'm going to hear your stories, but I'm also not going to move from that place that you're telling me that I need to move from or not move from because usually when fear speaks, it's trying to keep us stationary and stuck and frozen, really. Totally. So my process is to see the fear, acknowledge it. All feelings just want to be felt, right? Acknowledge it and then allow myself to literally, sometimes it takes me a while to do this. Sometimes it's in a moment, but and then allow the good feeling that wants to come through to come through. So the excitement of the idea, the, you know, the feelings that it inspires in my body, let that come through and then move from that place. Oh, these answers are just blowing me away. I love love it because I ask a lot of people some of the same questions and I just love hearing how unique everyone's answers are. Like the circle is so bloody unique. So we're, I'm just tired of everyone trying to be the same. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about um, burnout and business because the cycle has quite a, a big theme. In, well, like a big theme in that. Actually, let me go back. Let's, in one of the modules, I talk about the fear of success. Mm. And it's like you, you hit the nail on the head where it's like, is it a conditioned fear or is it a primal fear? And it's like mm-hmm. really working with the ego um, and that inner child again, right? Like fear usually comes up from where we've been conditioned as children and, mm-hmm. you know, don't cross the road because it's not safe, but also don't talk because mm-hmm. you mean to be seen and not heard. So it's like the one is, is a conditioned fear and others are primal fear. So I bloody love what you said there. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about burnout and business. Have you been there and what were your signs to slow down? definitely been there and it was uh probably the beginning of this year it hit its peak I had completely booked myself to the point of like 10 clients in Wildly Worthy 12 one-on-one clients like just back to the rafters basically and I'm a mum so I only work three days a week Mm. and, and like work quotation marks because with that amount of clients I was definitely doing work on the days that I was with Lenny you know Um, it felt heavy in my body and it felt like I didn't have the spaciousness I wanted to, like creativity craves spaciousness, right? I had none of that. And so the great experimenter, speaking of the great life experimenter, I was working with my coach at the time and being like, how can I feel as spacious? How can I access the feeling of spaciousness? while my my calendar and my outside um, 
you know, my outside experience wasn't reflecting the spaciousness that I wanted to feel. So that, that was my experiment at the time. But I definitely, when I hit burnout, it's a lot of, I get sick a lot. You know, young children, Lenny's always coming home with colds. When I'm in burnout, I get all his colds. I feel, <laughs> I feel, I feel awful. <laughs> honestly I feel awful I feel um I don't feel creatively lit yeah and 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 a lot of that is spaciousness for me so my the other great life experiment that I'm in at the moment is how can I not trade my time for money it's definitely possible let's experiment with how to generate that without me being literally in front of 12 client one-on-one clients Mm. every fortnight you know that's no no (laughs) it's a no from my body that's a no no. I love that and do you think um with wildly worthy in your in your program do you think wealth is directly connected to us trusting ourselves to explore our desires yeah I so when I talk about wealth in wildly worthy it's like abundance on all levels right Mm. so you can feel so wildly abundant with with, you know according to someone else, not a huge bank account, but Mm. also our ability to create wealth is definitely connected to all of that, Mm. you know, which is why I teach worthiness before I teach the wealth module. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I think from, from the sequel, it's like a lot of the times we'll get desires dropped into us and, you know, we, we have those, again, that fear block, but then we also like, Am I worthy to be seen? Am I, who do I think I am bringing this to the world, you know? And I, and I see people who then, you know, drop all those fears and drop those limiting beliefs. And then, you know, the abundance flows with that. I just thought potentially there is a, a correlation. Mm, definitely, even when I'm thinking about my, um, the way I started as a coach and, and like, it was just so ludicrous, the low amount that I charged for my first ever coaching clients. Yeah. Thinking about that now, I'm like, whoa, but, but my worthiness had to stretch with my ability to hold that wealth. Like they, they, they're intertwined. Definitely. Definitely. And, and let's talk about the unknown where we need to be, um, you know, the unknown is uh, such a, a beautiful place to play in. How have you gotten comfortable in this space or uncomfortable? Or how do you hold yourself when, you, when you're moving into the unknown or know that you're in the unknown? There's, I've definitely had a quite a lengthy dance with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mumbo jumbo number five. <laughs> it's... Um, this this to me resonates most deeply with my fertility journey for the for number child number two, which as as of time of recording has not materialized. So five years I've been wanting this second child, thought it was going to be easy. Lenny's conception was very easeful, very quick, month one. And so that was my yardstick for I thought I could control when this next child dropped in. I thought I could literally time when I had sex so that I could control the month that the child was born in like that's what I started off thinking and so when it was years and years of IVF IUI like like natural therapies just years and years and hundreds of thousands of dollars actually yeah pushing pushing 
you know I yeah the, the unknown and trusting and surrendering in that journey for me has been the biggest teacher and there's a, actually there's a quote that I wrote down in my office I'm just turning around to look at it um, <laughs> turn around <laughs> um the, this is kind of a from one of my decks of cards and I have it on my office wall because I, I just it has been it kind of covers all this unknown for me which is mm. find peace within the shadows for there is deep magic there oh I love that <laughs> and now when I hit these periods of unknown there is still I'm going to be fully honest there is still huge amounts of discomfort for me and yeah. I think this is a real like humanity lesson that we're all here to learn in this lifetime is to get more comfortable with the unknown we're not good mm -hmm. at it we need to know there's so much information available to us mm -hmm. that we are so used to knowing because we know so much right now as humans mm -hmm. and have access to so much information that yeah. this is I believe one of the biggest lessons of our times is being getting more comfortable in the unknown 100% so yeah so now what I do is uh I, I sit in my discomfort because I know that there's deep magic there and I also allow try to allow and allow myself to get excited because on the other side mm -hmm. of the unknown are the breakthroughs are the busting into the next level is the you know transformation is all that stuff the wildly amazing alignment drop-ins that you know are mm -hmm. so beautiful that you couldn't even think them up before they happen you know I love that like to get excited about the unknown because I think so many of us when we're in it we get so um there's you know bouts of anxiety the bouts of like trying to shrink back because now we have to grow we've been pushed into the void I think mm. excitement is such a beautiful byproduct of being in the unknown it's trying to get curious about it but also not trying to control it. I love the excitement mm. and also if you can't like for those listening if you can't conjure up excitement because we don't want to force something that our, yeah. our, body, our body is so far from right this is why mm -hmm. um, I teach this like you the way our body works and the way embodiment works is you move up the scale so if excitement is something that feels like is not going to happen in your body just settle for like openness not settle but like you know go for openness instead like whatever's neck the next notch on the scale towards yes. where you're trying to move the needle yes. try and occupy that space oh, I love that I love that um Jules magnetism what is your definition for finding flow and magnetism being a byproduct of that so like tell me what you feel about magnetism I've just gone through this really big aha moment with magnetism because I thought and I had this belief and I think that, you know, some of the spiritual world reflects this back to us and, and kind of um, reinforces this idea that to be magnetic, you must be high vibe. Mm, sure. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, and no. <laughs> And I um, really have no tolerance for this spiritual human bypassing that, that is kind of a rhetoric of that, which is like, you know, you, you know, high vibes only and, and all that stuff that like that kind of thinking does not hold space for the whole human. 
Yeah. And we know that we are going to go through periods of darkness. It is the cyclical nature of actual nature, which is we are a part of. Mm. And so the thing that I've learned very recently about magnetism is that, and particularly about my magnetism, because the experimenter has experimented with mm-hmm. I am magnetic simply because of who I am, not because I am high vibing all the time. Yes. Yes. I am magnetic in my darkness. Mm. When I am in my truth, it doesn't matter how dark or light I am and where I am on that scale. I am simply magnetic because of who I am. So if I can be more of who I am, if I can be as me, as Julia as possible, that's my magnetism. Yes, I completely completely agree with you. In that magnetism, it's always choosing that highest alignment of yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're choosing yourself. That's alignment and it's not comfortable. It's fucking uncomfortable, to be honest. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um, Being, oh, oh, hello, 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 hello. She decided to to let us know she's here. (laughs) Um, Being a mum, tell me about how you find joy in, in, in mm-hmm. being, being Lenny's mum, um, because what, what, um, what uh, human design is he? Do you know? You know I've never done it, yeah. Jenna, because well, I, but I, I would love to, but I am, I have had a bit of a fear that I will, I want to be as um, curious as possible yeah. about who he is every day that he's alive. And so I will do it. I know that I will, but I just haven't done it yet. He's just, yeah, it, it's useful to my curiosity not to know. Mm. Mm, but the joy yes. that I get is very, and I've had to learn this again, fertility journey when he is quite a sensitive being, my son. So when I... I derive the most joy out of being his mum when I am in the headspace of I get to parent this mm. being. I get to. I don't have to. You know, it is my job. I'm responsible for him. But when I'm in the space of I get to cuddle you, I get to watch those eyelashes when you sleep, I get to get up in the middle of the night however many freaking times. <laughs> I, love that. I, I get to do that, you know. What a, and, and particularly as a person who has been through such a gnarly journey for number two, it has just heightened that joy for me because we, you and I have spoken about this before, the depth of the pain is directly mirrored by the height of the joy that you can experience, you know. And so I think that's been one of the gifts of this um, absolute grief hole. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah well yeah we spoke about the other day that the highest joy correct needs the some of the deepest sorrow right Mm. and sometimes where the pendulum of the sacral energy flows is to experience that high desire that high joy we have to go to that like we said we keep talking about the darkness of the soul Mm. Mm. Jules I'm gonna land there my love um loved speaking and you've had this just been so so many gems but let me let us know where we can find you online yes i play the most on instagram so it's just julia julia dot hogarth and my surname is h-o-g-a-r-t-h um and if i my website is 
um, juliahogarth.com. Mm. But yeah, I play most on Instagram. I have a podcast called You School, which is talking to amazing humans, mostly women, just like Jenna. Um, <laughs> I suppose. And- <laughs> um, look out for that one coming out. But I, the podcast is all about talking to humans that are changing the current paradigms of. Oh, I love it. Um, you know, patriarchal society narratives um, and smashing through them. So, yeah. Thank Look you. Yeah, for Jenna's episode. <laughs> <laughs> so excited, but also this this has been a bloody great podcast. Thanks, Jules. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, beautiful. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. I would love it if you shared it to the socials and let us know what your state of being is and what you took away from the episode as well as if you're really wanting to understand what your state of being is and what you're requiring to move into a higher frequency join me in my course called a state of being at jenagoyhin.com